was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. From the outskirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Shot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hi! On today's episode, we're talking about that always controversial topic of fandom, canon. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. And not canon, like cannonballs. Yeah, like one end, not one two. N. One end, not two. Yes. Uh, before we go too much further, uh, Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by you, our awesome Patreon subscribers. Click the link on Tashi-Station.net for more details and learn how you can support the show. And uh, hey, that brings us to our usual customary first topic, Fixers Flash, the geeky things we've been up to. Nancy, what have you been up to? Um, guess. Take a wild guess to what I've been up to. Uh, Vorkosigan, from a certain <laughs> point of view, more Vorkosigan. <laughs> I mean, really, my my line is just for Kosekin. Uh So I read. So initially, my plan was to read along with the Tor dot com reread, which is currently on memory. Um, but um, I can't stop reading these books. I have a problem. So, um, and then I was like, well, I need something to read. Uh. I need something to read. I, I finish um, the, you know, the, the Phasma and Leia books, and then I, I still had time on vacation, and I was like, what am I going to read now? I read the next Verkosigan book, because I didn't want to, you know, read the October Book Club book, or and I didn't have from a certain point of view. So I read the next book, which was Komar. And then I finished that, and I was like, I still have time to read a civil campaign. So I read a civil campaign. And then I'm like, well, I guess I can start the next one. So I started Diplomatic Immunity. I'm like six chapters into that one. You are so predictable. So I've read two Vorkosigan books since we had last podcast. Oops. Yeah. And and most of FactPov. But um, yeah. I really like these books. Brian, I'm making him read them. You will eventually read read them all. <laughs> I will eventually, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love them. I love them. I love them. You should read them. I talk about them on Twitter all the time. This is my new Mage Worlds, although I think I might like it better than Mage Worlds. Now that is high praise. <laughs> it's it's hard to say though because this is such a long it's such a longer series. You know, and whereas like Mage Worlds has like a trilogy and then like two other books that are unrelated and then two like prequel prequel books. But this is like one long series following like one main family. But um, we're going to talk about the Rokosigan saga on a future podcast <laughs> as it relates to Star Wars because I have thoughts. 
I've seen a draft of the thoughts. They are indeed thoughts. <laughs> That's a draft for a blog post that I can't write until I finish this, actually finish the series. Oh, okay. But we do have a discussion tying it into Ray. Okay. Yes. So that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing, Brian? I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2. Yes, you have. And it's really good. One of these days, I'm going to be able to play it online with friends if I'm ever home on a weekend. We we are this weekend. We'll be home I Saturday. I may be playing it online with friends then. Yay. And that'll be great. I've also got an idea of a, uh, a project you might see on the blog in the near future involving Destiny, Star Wars, and blog and podcast All-Star, so stay tuned. Uh, we also recorded a new podcast episode for a new podcast yesterday. It's called the Kanji Cast. Uh, it well, features- Not we, you. The we being myself, <laughs> uh, Bria, and Jay from 1138. Uh, it's an Asian perspective into fandom, and uh, we'll have that posted uh, a little later this week. Yay! Hooray! And uh, as we both alluded to earlier, uh, we've been reading a lot of the uh, anthology book from a certain point of view. Yes, uh, we got a copy. When did we get a copy? Like a week ago or something? Uh, a little over a week ago, yeah. yeah. So we, we were reading the stories to each other because that's what we do when we only have one copy of a book to read. And then we got the audiobook version for review as well. Um, so hopefully we'll have someone will be reviewing that on the blog. But um, so we, we listened to a few stories. Um, I will say the audiobook version of Wills is really hilarious and everyone should seek it out just for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's worth the price of admission uh, alone. But yeah, I think I think we're pretty much done. I think there's like five stories I haven't read yet. But um, but I got through most of the ones, all, all of the ones we were really looking forward to. Yeah, uh, it is it is a very special book. Uh, we've got a review on the blog, and that our review doesn't do it justice how much we loved it. Yeah. What were your favorite stories, Brian? Uh, if I'm going to select a few, uh, Duty Roster by Jason Fry, yep. uh, Desert Sun by uh, Pierce Brown. Yep. Um, Time of Death was yep. really good. That was uh, Kevin Scott. Yep. Uh, let's see. What Those are else? all mine? <laughs> what else? You did put it on there. There's there's a list on the review. I can't. There's so many good ones. I have a hard time choosing. You said, uh, duty roster, desert sun, grounded. Uh, grounded was great. An incident report. That an incident report. Yeah, an Mallory incident Ortberg. report by Mallory Ortberg, which. I laughed so hard. And you also mentioned Will Wheaton's story. Yeah, Will Wheaton's story wrecked me. <laughs> Just wrecked me. So I have most of the same of yours. I have Time of Death, Duty Roster, Desert Sun, Grounded, and Contingency Plan. And I think they are pretty much like all in a row at the end of the mm -hmm. book. <laughs> but um, I, I mean, there's so many more that that I can you know, mention as being, like... Really good. Yeah. Should we just go through and to give, like, little thoughts for each story? <sighs> this is so new. On, <laughs> this is so new. I think we should hold that for next week or the week after. Okay. Well, I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, let, let's hold it a week <laughs> or two. I mean, it really did just release today. It did. 
But it's really good. You guys should read it. Absolutely. It is a very special book. Uh, there's something in there for all Star Wars fans, and I mean all Star Wars fans. Um, so, yeah, go get it, because not only is it a great book, but uh, all the proceeds go to a fantastic cause. Yes. Very uh, first book is the name of the charity. And, yeah, it's a... What's not to like? Uh, it's a great book of Star Wars short stories by some incredible authors, and your purchase goes to help a great charity. So get in on it. Yes. And then hopefully, if it does well, they will do another one for uh, for the, for the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I hope so. Oh, yeah. I really hope so. Yeah. And uh, Disney fun. We had some Disney fun. Yes. We went to Food and Wine again. Mm-hmm. Went to Launch Bay. Mm-hmm. Got some new phone, phone cases. Phone cases. Got a uh, new Rebel Alliance logo case uh, on what looks to be uh, sort of a piloty themed case. I like mine better. Oh, old man Luke. Yeah, if if you've seen that um, promotional image, I think it's on posters and pick and like puzzles and stuff. But it's like Luke, the close up of him. And then Bray in the bottom. It looks kind of like an Olin Mills like school portrait, like where there's like the big head and then like the person posing down. Except less cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's all that we've been up to. Uh, we're probably gonna have to talk about some of our food and wine escapades on the next mouse droid we do. Yes. When are we doing that? This weekend? Next weekend? I don't know. What's up to you? Yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll be talking about Disney cruises and other park stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but the problem is, is if we, uh, like, if we talk about cruises, we're going to want to go on one. Well, we're always in a perpetual state of wanting to go on one, so it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. All right, moving on. What is new on the blog, Nancy? We've got um, a bunch of Dragon Con panels up courtesy of Bria and also one of our patrons, John Liang. So go and check that out if you were unable to attend Dragon Con like we were. <laughs> so we we caught up with uh, the panels. Um, Bria also had a roundup from her time at Baltimore Comic Con. And we've got some Geek Girl Con, Greek Girl Con content from Amanda. Um, there's a new book club episode on Phasma. Uh, Bria and Megan joined me on that, and it was a really great discussion about the book. Um, made me think of uh, one of Megan's observations made me think of the book in a different light. Um, so go check that out. Um, we've got our from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view review, that's hard to say, <laughs> of today, so you can hear our thoughts on various stories. Uh, it's mostly, mostly non-spoilery. I mean, if you don't want to know anything about it, then don't read it yet, but we didn't really delve into spoilers. Um, got some comic reviews, including this third Star Wars animal annual. I can't talk, Brian. Why can't I talk? It's been a long day. Blah! Um, also, you wrote two columns. Uh, the first one was, I think, in response to J.J. Abrams' 
coming back for episode nine about on the well actually ing of the Force Awakens. It was it was significantly less about J.J. Abrams and more that J.J. Abrams coming back meant that we were going to have to drag up one of my least yeah. favorite topics. It was sparked. It was sparked by that. Yeah. And what was the uh, crux of your argument? <laughs> uh, that the fan that the Force Awakens cannot possibly be just a rehash of a new hope because it puts people in leading roles that have never been in these kind of leading roles before in star wars so by definition it is different yeah very different yeah um the one i one of the panels we were listening to from dragon con was the masculinity and star wars panel and um mike cole uh was on that panel he hasn't written star wars but he has he's a fantasy author um he's in he's like been in the military and law enforcement pretty much like throughout all of his career so he writes military fantasy novels currently and um he as a huge star wars fan i think he you know like does uh rpg games and stuff but uh so he mentioned that um this sort of same thing and talking about how people say oh the force awakens is just like the a read redo of a new hope but it's got a black man and a woman and a latino man in the leading roles and these are people who weren't able to see themselves in the original movie so you can't say it's 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 not it's just a rehash and it's i, I mean he said it a lot more uh, eloquently and angrily than and i do and swirly and, yeah and swirly and i um i very much appreciated it and i think we both kind of like did a fist pump in the car when we were listening to it mm-hmm. but yeah so and then the other one you did. Why am I telling you what you uh, did? Missing the forest moon <laughs> for the trees was the other one I did. Pointing out how the major Star Wars films aren't just for us dedicated super fans mm. who have podcasts and are on Star Wars Twitter and eat, breathe, and sleep Star Wars. No, the films are for everyone, which is why uh, when it shows up during halftime on a Super Bowl game, you shouldn't... Uh, be upset that they're marketing towards people who aren't us. Be upset that it's being marketed on a league that has a serious domestic violence problem, but not that people other than us are seeing it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. And uh, that actually is a good tie-in to our discussion topic that we'll get to later about canon, because usually it's, it's the fans who are very much set on canon and tying everything together and you know it's it's easy for us to look at like a series like the new jedi order and be like well that's great it's 19 books all tied together who wouldn't like that and it's like well a casual person who just wants to read a star wars book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah uh yeah that's it for what's new on the blog check all that out at tashi-station.net uh, now we slide into Deke's Dirt News from around fandom, and we start with Canto Bite getting a cover and story descriptions. Yeah, uh, so that's the novella collection that's coming out December 5th. Um, there are uh, four novellas in it. Um, the authors are Saladin Ahmed, uh, Ray Carson, uh, Seanan McGuire, and, uh, a- a.k.a. Mira Grant. And uh, John Jackson Miller, and um, 
there's a description there's the cover and the descriptions of the stories um so you can check that out on starwars.com and they all seem really interesting and not like stories we've seen before i mean you know there's there's some like typical you know there's some things like uh uh you know heists and things like that but it seems like uh like solid and ahmed story is kind of like about like economics and stuff <laughs> um so yeah and and those are cool because um ray carson wrote a story in from a certain point of view called the red one which i really enjoyed um but other than that she hasn't written any any star wars uh solid and ahmed hasn't written star wars um mira grant hasn't written star wars so it's nice to get new authors and then you know john Three. jackson miller is kind of like the the I wouldn't necessarily call him the headliner, but like the 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 like the house the house writer. Like you got a house band, it's John Jackson Miller, and you've got the three new guys coming in. So like you got the dependable guy, you know you like, you know his stories are great. John Jackson Miller, the house band. We'll put that. No, on no, the board. no, not the house band. No, uh, the the headliner act. The not, headline, but act. not the headliner act, as in like he's like. Because cause the other authors, I, I you know, Sean Edward Grier's got a huge, huge the fan, fan base. Like, the uh, returning fan favorite? Yeah, I guess. Like, I would, I guess you call him the fandom headliner, as mm-hmm. like in fandom. Because, um, like, I would imagine, like, most people have read a John, at least one John Jackson Miller book. Uh, but then uh, you've got a you know, three new authors, so you can kind of like, oh, I like them. They're great. I'll read their other books. Which is kind of like how from a certain point of view when mm-hmm. went. Yeah. Because there were a lot of authors we are very familiar with and then new ones that I was like, holy crap, I want to read this guy's book. <laughs> like, Pierce Brown, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, the um, that's coming out December 5th, so look for that. Awesome. And Star Wars The Last Jedi Storms of Crate comic uh, feature Luke and Leia during the original trilogy. Yeah, so... Um, uh, do I need to uh, maybe put that on the pull list for a little bit a, for you? It's only one issue. Is it only a one shot? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll see. Maybe. It's, well, it's only one one issue. I, I'll pick it up to check it out for myself It's at Luke least. and Leia, so I like that. But during the OT, eh. But... Tied to the Last Jedi. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did have a Last Jedi uh, connection already with Crate. Um, I think the moratorium has passed on Leia, Princess of Ultron. Spoils. Spoilers. It's been more than two weeks. It's been a month. Okay. Yeah. Crate. Crate is in. Crate uh, is in. Uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. So if you needed a reason to go pick up that book, yeah, it's not a huge plot point, but yeah. it's there. Let's see. Uh, the <laughs> the next bullet we have on here is not nearly as timely since nope. we were originally planning to record this on Saturday. Yep. Uh, yeah, you probably saw all the uh, from a certain point of view story cards and the audiobook narrators. Uh, we've listened to the audiobook; it's very good. Yeah. So this, is, from a certain point of view, as a booker, I'd say actually do go get yourself the hardback and the audiobook. Yep, and the ebook. <laughs> Why not? Just uh, round it out. Yeah, I mean, I actually we 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 read some stories to each other before we got the audiobook version, and like I actually want to go back and listen to the audiobook version of some of the stories that we mm-hmm. read just to like just to hear them. 
Yeah, the it's um, it's a fantastic audio book. Like I would love like I will really want to listen to an in, an incident report and like the the Palpatine one just to see what those were like. Oh yeah. And let's see. Finally, we've got uh the episodes for the first half of Rebels final season. Yeah. Starting Monday, October 16th. Ooh, that's coming up. Uh, Heroes of yeah. Mandalore parts one and two, October twenty third. In the name of the rebellion, parts one and two. Uh, October thirtieth, the occupation and flight of the defender. Uh, Eleven sixteen, kindred and crawler commanders, and uh, November thirteenth, rebel assault. Yeah, so I they're showing two episodes per week, and they're showing them five times throughout the day. Starting at 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> uh, it's really weird. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, not... Yeah, it, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's like 12.30, 3 a.m., 7.30, 5.30 p.m., and 9 p.m. So, good luck avoiding spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Especially I mean, being, like... being on a Monday. Yeah, so, like... Are we just gonna like wait until we get home to watch it, or are we gonna wake up early on Monday morning so we can watch Rebels? Oh, we both know each other. We won't do that because it's two episodes. It, like normally, I'd be like, okay, twenty-two minutes. Like I'll I'll make myself get up early. Like like because usually I get up. Yeah, but I'm not actually up. But so if, if I if I if we're doing two episodes and that'll push an hour once they a- yeah. add the ads the online ads in yeah like twenty two minutes I could definitely do like before I I need to get up but an hour like I actually need to get up yeah. or wake up earlier so everybody like, play nice with the spoilers yeah it's it's really weird like I would if they were doing this on a Saturday like yeah I'd do that I'm cool with that gr- well and because like last last season they had it on the app you know mm-hmm. like early and that would be on at night so i yeah i just i think one of the reasons people get so mad with uh like tv nowadays is that the schedules are crazy and weird like this you know like even like network tv it's like you just want to watch stuff on your schedule and that's how i feel about i very much agree (laughs) i agree but I'm very excited about season four. Oh, me too. Yeah. If um, some people on Twitter have been participating in a Rebels photo challenge, my- myself included. Um, so it's fun to see everyone's like favorite moments and things like that and favorite characters. So I'm excited Yay. to see what happens in season four. Yay. X-Wings. All right. Time for Big's bullshit and The Last Jedi is complete. Yay. It's done. It's all done. Now, is it December yet? No. It's not. Sadness. (laughs) Meanwhile, Ron Howard continues to post pictures on Twitter. Yep. He had one of him and Tandy Newton recently. Um, and which sparked some speculation that she might be playing Ray Sloan, which I don't think is true, but it's fun to speculate about. I don't think it's true either. Could you imagine? But like, I, I dream. You I know how dream. much Ray Sloan like couldn't stand Kanan in A New Dawn. Oh, Could you imagine her with on. Han Solo? Oh, and I mean, if she, she's the age would work out. Um, Because she was born, I think, in like 44, 41 before the Battle of Yavin. So she would be 
old enough, you know, to to be in this. And if if they keep that Han Solo Imperial backstory, you know, there's no reason she can't be there. But we'll see. Mm -hmm. I want it so bad. And there was also some rumors of uh, like different characters who are going to be in it. And of course, you know, it's a Star Wars movie. So everyone is, you know, people were talking about is Vader going to be show up in the Han Solo movie? And how would that work? And I'm like, and someone was like, uh, he could be the commencement speaker at the Academy or something like that. Um, and I was like, could you imagine like Darth Vader doing your commencement address? And remember, <laughs> if you dream it, you can build it. You can build it? It's so you can do it. Whatever. Come on, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I thought you were gonna start doing the vitamin C song as you go on. As you go on, <laughs> we remember all the times <sighs> had together. This is why you guys listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I was gonna say, oh. Well, so I didn't mention this because it's been rumor. It's a rumor, and we don't know for sure if it's going to happen. But the rumor has been that um, the Last Jedi trailer will be airing on Monday Night Football next Monday, October 9th. We have no confirmation that that is happening. Uh, and we did some investigative research into the force awakens and they announced the trailer the day before on a Sunday. And that was when they released the poster as well. So we might not know until Sunday, if there's going to be a trailer on Monday. However, someone also mentioned back then we didn't have the star Wars show. So maybe we'll get something on the star Wars show tomorrow which is would be when we're recording this tuesday so maybe we'll get something saying hey guess what trailer coming out because i need to prepare myself <laughs> yes uh we'll, we'll just have anthony uh just uh, out of the blue drop tune in to monday night football next monday for a star wars trailer <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 hopefully so if that happens uh we will be recording an episode hopefully right after the trailer comes out and we hopefully secure tickets to go see the movie yeah um, we will not be recording until the tickets are secured yeah the tickets have to be secured tickets must be in hand mm -hmm. uh and hopefully we'll have some guests on the show to talk about the star war so yeah. stay tuned yep Stay tuned. Okay, well, it's time for Cammy's concerns, and we're about to open up a can of worms, Pandora's box. A step on a step on a bunch of landmines. A can of cannon. A, a cannon, can of a cannon. A cannon of worms. A cannon of worms. We are indeed talking about cannon, Nancy. I'm going to let you introduce this one. Well, this was mo this was a topic I've been thinking about f for a while, but not really sure how to approach it because it's very complicated and there really isn't one sort of you know be all end all answer to the the great debate of canon but there has been a lot of discussion about from a certain point of view and whether or not it is canon uh so i thought that was a good time to have this discussion so um you know when we're talking about canon 
what do we mean? We mean like the events of the Star Wars saga that are the 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 event, the quote true events of a the fictional real parts of this fictional world. Yes. <laughs> uh meaning like what I mean, so we all we all agree like a new hope is canon you know empire is canon we all you know all the movies the tv shows you know and currently right now all the you know everything is is supposedly canon um there's another term that gets that gets thrown around about which is continuity continuity is more of like the timeline and things so like there are some franchises where they have like multiple continuities and they're all really canon you look over at marvel who had six the uh, prime 616 universe the ultimates universe and a couple other offshoots yeah so like a lot of you know a lot of times when you say like a story is it um is it canon they're meaning does it fit in with the overall continuity well will authors have to look will authors have to consider the story when writing other things you know it's kind of what they what they mean and um this so this is a lot different from the way canon worked in the early days of star wars and pre-disney we had different um hierarchies of canon which came about because of contradictions um you know back when there were only books it was really easy to kind of tie everything together, even though it didn't all the time. Um, but then, you know, George Lucas started making prequels and TV shows and they there was a hierarchy. So it was kind of like movies and then TV shows and then books and comics, um, kind of like that. And currently right now, everything is considered like part of the Star Wars canon. But I do feel like there is still some sort of informal hierarchy just because of the nature of Star Wars being a movie franchise. So, like, the movies are always going to be of not necessarily more importance, but, you know, everyone sees the movies. The movies are the gravitational pull that uh, yeah. that everything else is interacting with. And the people, you know, who are on the story group or who, you know, work at Delray, they say... You know, if you in questions of canon, defer to the movies. You know, if if there's contradictions, the movie the movies went out. So, um, and I I do wonder if we're gonna get if we're ever gonna get a return to those canon hierarchies, just because as more books come out, if it makes it necessary. But you know, hopefully that won't happen. So, um, that's canon one hundred and one. <laughs> uh, so. There's 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 two sides to the argument. Uh, the one first is that canon doesn't matter, and shouldn't matter to to whether to a story. Um, and then those people who are saying that you know that everything should go fit in a box and fit with everything else, and if it if its story isn't considered canon, it doesn't quote unquote count and doesn't have value, which is one of my biggest pet peeves. So, I guess, so what do you want to tackle first? Why canon doesn't matter? Um, or why it does matter? Let's tackle why it does matter okay. first. All right. So, 
you know, we, 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 you and I have been on record as saying like that we are, while we didn't necessarily, like, we're not necessarily pro Legends reboot, like, we saw the reasoning behind it. Uh, you know, it was kind of necessary when you have. We, we saw the writing on the wall when they announced that uh, when the sale happened, they were making new films set 30 years yeah, after right. Return of the Jedi. But, like, that's not to say, like, we don't like those stories or that, you know, we don't care, like, if a story is, is, is canon. So, like, for me, I read Star Wars because I like the universe, obviously, and I like the characters. Um, you know, I want things in Star Wars to be, like, to all kind of go together. Like, it, you know, it's kind of like the, you know... When when you when a story has really great world building, yeah, it's these threads from this book here impacts this thing way over here, mm -hmm. and that there's this weaving of storytelling that fits into this un that this universe that's really satisfying. Yeah, and like I do want to know the quote unquote true story of the these characters and the galactics of war and you know the the sequels that are happening now like i want to know what is considered to have actually happened um you know it, it's hard to it's hard to say say that cuz it's all fiction so they can make up whatever they want but you know it's it's like i mean canon i mean it comes from religious texts you know like what is the canon of Christ the, the new testament you know and that sort of thing so it's it's kind of like you're wanting to know what what is what is the true story of star wars and what do what do you have to rely on in order to write new star wars stories mm -hmm. because that ultimately is the biggest um impact of a story being canon or not you know if a story is canon it has to be referenced in other works you know if you write a story and uh, for example you know luke's got luke gets married <laughs> and that's canon then all the other stories have to have luke being married you know that like that, that sort of thing mm -hmm. so um and i know you had you had written an article a long time ago about multiverses and how, you know, that that approach could have worked with Star Wars and kept things, everything canon, but just separate. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I'm still of the opinion that, yes, in theory, this all works, that you can have this Legends universe running concurrently as this uh We'll call it the Lucasfilm 616 analog. Mm -hmm. I I do think that, yeah, theoretically you can do that. Logistically is where it falls apart, but yeah. theoretically you can do that. Yeah, and like I do think in some ways that some stories get more weight when they are, are canon, mostly just because of, like like I just said, that they have to be considered and referenced going forward. You know, like a, something like... Rogue One is going to, like, be a lot more important to the Star Wars canon than than even something like Rebels, just because of the nature of it being mm -hmm. a huge movie. 
Um, and, you know, the, I feel like that that's kind of like the case with some of the books, you know, like a lot of the, the adult books get a lot more weight than the the middle grade books, even though they, they shouldn't because they're they're great. But, um, you know, so, you know, I, I feel like the people who say canon doesn't matter at all are kind of missing the point of why people read Star Wars books, you know, and, and like, because people read it because they want to know the story. They want to know what happened. Um, you know, like, and even like me, I want to know stupid details, like, who are all the pilots of the Battle of Yavin? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, so, and, you know, you and I wrote fan fiction in the distant past, and, you know, we try to keep, sometimes try to keep our stories within canon, and research all these stupid minute details but it it grounds the story you know and like when i read when i read stories and there's like you know something is brought in from legends it's like oh yay that's that's you know that's fun it's a cool easter egg you know and it doesn't necessarily like be have the be all end all of that little thing but yeah i mean canon something being canon gives the appearance that yeah this thing matters and it's important to the universe which is why it's canon yeah and so i think like you know there there are people who get frustrated when there are inconsistencies and people say well canon doesn't matter because i think it you know i i think it does because otherwise there wouldn't be a story group you would they would just be writing whatever they would just say okay write a good write a good story and that's all there would be um, but conversely, it can go the other way, um, you know, a lot. It, it can go, it can go too bad where people will say like, this story is now legends, so it doesn't matter. And, you know, people, you know, who, who don't want to read legends books because they're not, they don't count anymore. Mm-hmm. That. That infuriates me. <laughs> I mean, I understand not wanting to read them because you only have so much time to read books, and so you prioritize the books that are canon right now. But saying they don't matter, like, it's just like ridiculous. You know, like if if you lo- like if someone were to say to me, "I want to read books about Star Wars pilots," I would shove the x-wing books in their face and Mm -hmm. they'd be like if they said well these don't count i'd be like do you like pilots do you like star wars read Read these books (laughs) yeah where where can't where canon can get into trouble for people who put a lot of weight into canon is when is when you start elevating the elevating the particular micro details Mm-hmm. above the narrative. Yes, that is a very good way to put it. <laughs> so, like, if this minute detail about this droid in this book is contradicted somewhat, kind of, by some other detail in this book, and then launching into debates over, over whether or not the books then, as a whole, are canon because they have these small little discrepancies. Right. And I think in the nature of of star like a universe like Star Wars, you are always 
going to have little discrepancies. It's impossible not to, even with a story group, even with a team of editors. It's just because you've got different authors writing all these different stories. Well, and, and all of these stories are being written from different characters' perspectives who right. view their their universe in a different way. From a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when... That would only work if it was just a single character's perspective throughout everything. Right. And But because it isn't, because... Because... Uh, because this character was under duress at this yeah. moment and might have observed something differently different, than this character who was at the same moment or has a different viewpoint you mm-hmm. know uh, the, the, you know if you heard, got the story of the battle of yavin from a imperial pilot versus a rebel pilot it would be They'd very, be very different very stories different. um and uh like i I, you know, I've been reading the Vergozigan series, which is a super long series by one single author. And even there, there's like some little inconsistencies and retcons. Um, and that's just one author. So if, you know, I know Jason Fry has said like he's, you know, gotten into trouble in his original series where he's, you know, the only author. So it, it, it's hard to out of universe. To keep it all, to yeah. keep it all straight, and plus, like the stories are being written, like as as they're writing, you know, like they're they're making the last Jedi and they're trying to make everything go together with it. But the movie isn't out yet; people haven't seen it who are writing books with with those references. Yeah, so canon canon for me matters on a very macro story level. Yeah, does this chunk of narrative fit in mm-hmm. with this universe where I just cannot with canon discussions anymore. Yeah. Are the micro microscopic details. Right. Like there was discussion of um the the Death Star conference scene is is featured in several of the uh from a certain point of view stories and there's little discrepancies in all in there's discrepancies in who is there and it's you know people have gotten very angry about it because or you know not necessarily angry but annoyed because you know they said well they should know or the editors should know and but if you think about it like this, and we'll talk about Mallory Ortberg's mm-hmm. uh, a- an incident report. That's the one that. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about this one. So you can skip ahead a couple minutes if you don't want to be spoiled <laughs> on this one. But this is a very humorous story of Maudie yep. filing an HR report <laughs> for getting choked. Yeah. While in that meeting, at the beginning, he's counting off a list of people who he recalls were there. Uh huh. But. There's a couple people missing off of the list. Most notably, Admiral Yularen. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And someone who puts too much weight into the micro details might say, well, this clearly can't be canon because the details are wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at this from just a canon narrative perspective, Madi was having getting the life choked out of him at the time. He might have missed a couple details. Yeah. Uh while things were going on. Yeah. So you can go overboard yeah. with how much weight you put on canon. And when you do that, 
you start missing the forest for the trees a little bit. Yeah, like I like for me when we were reading that story, I think I made a remark like, "Oh, you know, she didn't she didn't mention Yularen or he didn't mention Yularen." And that was like the most I gave to to thought to it. Yeah, and back in my head I'm thinking, "Well, he was being choked at the time." Yeah. yeah. And like I I I feel like for me like my question would be like, hey, is this story considered canon? Um, because I'm trying to make a list, you know, of the people who are there. And I, I would just like to know for my purposes. Or, you know, if people are writing about that, you know, or if someone ever writes a book and they need to reference that scene, they might need to know yeah. who was there. So the answer would be, yeah, those are definitely the people he recalls being there while being choked by Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a perfectly valid answer. But I also feel like, you know, for this book in particular, like, there are some stories where I would say, are they canon? I would say definitely no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I wouldn't consider this story canon. I, it's, it's, it's like something Sh Mallory Orbo would, would write for the toast, you know? Mm -hmm. It's hilarious, and it's a great story. I, I don't consider it canon. I, I don't think Maudie went and wrote an HR report, like... Even even a story like the Sith of Data work by Ken Liu, which is which is a little more it's oh. more serious in tone. I, I don't I don't know. I could I could see this actually being canon. I can see that. I mean the the whole logistical nature of the Empire. Yeah, I see. I don't necessarily know if I that particular that particular instance of that guy trying to do the thing that he's doing. But, like, for me, it's just these stories are kind of, like, interpretations, I guess, you know? <laughs> like, well, I think, some of them are. I think that the larger narratives of these stories can definitely be considered canon. I right. Mean, yeah. That's what I mean. The details like, of how they're presented may not be, yeah, exactly. but like, these, like the overarching story presented. Yeah. yeah. Like, for ex the perfect example, do I think Darth Vader went to made a report to palpatine after killing obi-wan kenobi yes do i think that then palpatine gave a soliloquy in iambic pentameter probably not no <laughs> so that that is that you know sort of thing like so did this thing happen yes did it happen like this did it happen like this well that's up to creative interpretation uh and another Wonderful example is uh, Jeffrey Brown's Far Too Remote, which is a one-panel comic, very adorable, um, of Tag going out to investigate the, the rebel base. And it's, you know, a bunch of stormtroopers and Tag scratching his head around a cardboard rebel base. <laughs> And, like, do I think they got to Dantooine and there was a bunch of cardboard boxes there? No. Did they get to Dantooine and find that they weren't there? Yes. As another story, uh, well, as another story shows later in the book. So, so yeah, I mean, like, getting getting caught up in the minute details for a, 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 a um, for something like this. However... Let's do another example, and we're, we'll. I'll call back to from a certain point of view again. So, um, this is involving the bigs, the just bigs in general. So one of the one of the things you and I have been discussing lately. Ooh, do we really want to talk about this when the book just dropped today? 
I, I won't say specifics. <laughs> okay. Okay, I won't. Never mind. We're going to come back and do a discussion on this later or like next week. Um, I, I no. just, we just don't want to spoil all of that right now. Okay. Sorry. You go on. Sorry. <laughs> um, so we obviously fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Of this canon discussion. Yeah. Um, for me, it's, I like the stories to matter and to fit in with the whole narrative arc of Star Wars. I am not bothered in the slightest when there are little tiny discrepancies in detail. Because for me, I interpret that as this character's point of view isn't seeing something exactly the same way as another character did in another thing. Right. And, Um, and, um, you know, I like to know little details about the characters just because I'm interested in them and I want to know what they've been doing. But, uh, you know... It's not necessarily, I'm not reading the stories for the little minute details. Like, I like them and they kind of like make the stories more interesting, a little more interesting. But, like, I'm not reading it to find out, like, who are the people in the Death Star conference room, you know? Um, so, yeah, like, and, you know, Mara Jade isn't canon right now, but she's still my favorite Star Wars character. So. The whole that doesn't count is really annoying to me. Yeah, so I think when you're approaching canon, if you're approaching it more from a storytelling angle, you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. But if you're approaching this from a more sterile curation of information angle, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Yeah. Because... It, this is ultimately a story told by a bunch of really unreliable narrators. And um, one of the things people in the story group always say is that the story is not a Wikipedia article. Which uh, is a story, my favorite way to put it. At, but at the same time, like, we've heard stories from authors, like, talking about being in the story, you know, working with the story group and the story group coming back and saying things like, this ship wasn't here at this time can you use another or like th- this uh <sighs> timothy zahn said something at dragon con about thrawn like i think this this the tie fighter wasn't used at this point in time can you use a different ship and later it was phased in so you can start using it later like that sort of thing mm-hmm. you know and like but if he had used it like it wouldn't have been like, oh, that's, you know, that the story is, you know, doesn't matter anymore. It, it's not, you know, like, I feel like the, you know, as I you feel said. Like there, I feel like there's a really big tendency in these discussions to weigh these micro details so highly mm-hmm. that a single micro detail that might be a touch out of place is weighted entirely against the ent- the whole narrative value of the story as a whole and right. that's just that's just not a great way to consume this like i would love for del rey to release an infinities book like i know i know they won't because of you know they only have a certain number of books to publish per year and devoting one to a story that's not canon is probably not what they want to do um, the same reason why they they're not going ahead, 
you know, more Legends books. Although with Legends, the issue is also you've got 140 books, you know, to consider. Um, but like, I would love if they did a book like, what if Darth Vader survived Return of the Jedi? Um, what if Luke had gone to the Academy? Yeah, like just one off books about that or comics or something like i would love those and yes there is fanfic and that i i love those stories in fanfic but i would love to see like a pro author's take on it you yeah. know yeah um and you know and you know if, if there ever was another legend story that would come out like i would i would probably read it and i would probably you know enjoy it maybe depending <laughs> on what it was about but like you know it like the leia book had so many connections to other to other media like to to the movies and other books but you wouldn't necessarily get bogged down with them as all you knew is princess leia um and, well, I, and this is the big thing to remember with canon if the weight of the canon gets so heavy on the material being produced that it's inaccessible, then canon is a real problem. Yeah. And that that was a big issue with Legends is just the length of the could, series. Could and you get into any of those books towards the end without having previous knowledge? You really can't. And I mean, like it, now... It was to the point with me where... I was pretty well versed in legends, but I was having to hit up Wikipedia constantly right. to look stuff up. And I I was thinking about it earlier that there's really no book that has come out so far that you have to have read an other book to make it to to make sense of it. The I think the only books that you have to have read more than one are the aftermath trilogy because it's, they're it's part a, of trilogy. a trilogy. But like, if you wanted to just, you know, you could just start with aftermath and, and, and go from there. Like, and like, there are books that go together. Like there are some, um, there are some connections between Leia, princess of Alderaan and bloodline that, you know, obviously cause the same author there, there are connections between, Inferno Squad and Rebel Rising. But they're Easter eggs. They're not required yeah. knowledge. Yeah, like there's a there's a character who was in Rebel Rising who is who is show who is a major character in Inferno Squad. And I on I read both of those books. I read Rebel Rising and I read Inferno Squad, and I obviously had no idea who the character was until someone I was like, Who is the character in, in Rebel Rising? And they told me it's this character, and I said, Oh, okay, yeah, I remember now. But like even me, I had like I had read those books, totally forgotten it, but it didn't take away from the story at all. Mm -mm. Um, and like I think that's one of the main uh, that's one of the the really good things that they're doing right now is that everything is connected, but it's not bogged down by it. So you could go and pick up you can go pick up Thrawn. And not have any read any books before, yeah. and you would not have a problem. Yeah. So, canon is canon is great when we're talking about how to make narrative arcs fit together. Yeah. Canon is bad mm -hmm. when there is an insistence from readers that everything must have references to everything else. Yeah. 
and, and I, the story just becomes a the story just becomes something that needs a big footer at the bottom of every page with the sources cited. Yeah. And you know, Rogue One was pretty much like one big Easter egg for Star Wars fans. Uh because it was a story that w- had been referenced before numerous times, um, but you know, they they came out with the the quote unquote canon version, and there were you know nods to other you know other aspects of Star Wars like you know the prequels and other parts of the original trilogy, um, and the, you know there are parts that don't make sense continuity wise like there are there are some inconsistencies in rogue one but like i i mean overall the story that we know is you know the rebels to the death star plans and and that's what that's what we know you know like and the you know they they could have said all right um well we're not going to have the Death Star fire at all because Alderaan is supposedly when it becomes fully operational. But they got around that mm-hmm. by having it be a test. That's and how you the use, single. That's how you can use some cannon to your advantage. Yeah, the single reactor ignition, which made perfect sense because yeah, of course you're going to do a test firing before you do like the actual, you know, big firing. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I think I've got a way to frame this. <laughs> I think so. Okay. Canon is an extremely useful storytelling tool and resource. Canon is not meant to be a curation tool of just sterile information. Right. Yeah, that's good. Because there are, you mean, like, start, like, Rogue One came from a reference in A New Hope. That was picking out a piece of information from canon and yeah. then crafting a narrative that fits in there. Yeah. And and they had to, you know, make sure everything fit. They had to make sure the costumes fit, the sets fit. You know, they, they you know, crafted the end basically to dovetail right into A New Hope. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they weren't going to... So what matters is making the story fit, yeah. not necessarily every single detail. Right. This is this, does the story work? Yeah, and like from a, as far as from a certain point of view is concerned, like there are some things they added to like what I thought of you know the overall Star Wars canon. Um, but you know there are some stories that I feel like are just fun and good stories, you know, um, and like f- you know f- as fa- far as Phasma is concerned, we. Um, you know, we did our book discussion and we talked about, you know, like the plot and the characters and all of that. And then, you know, what it contributes to canon overall, you know. So I feel like when we get a new entry, we, you know, that's something that people want to know. Like, what does it add? Um, But I feel like if that's the only thing you care about with these stories, like, then that's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, I I get I get that sometimes you're not going to want to read every book, and so you just kind of want to know, well, is there anything in here that I need to know going forward? And that's fine, but you know, 
I always get really annoyed when like a book comes out and then like there's the inevitable io9 article with this like all of the things that it adds to canon and I'm like why don't you just read the book <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so yeah that's where we are on canon and our very 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 complicated relationship with it yeah any last thoughts uh i don't think so read from a certain point of view yep read from a certain point of view it's really good and it goes to a great cause and we really liked it and also don't say legends you know doesn't count anymore like because it does because they're picking things out of it so obviously it's it's a it's a it still has value to star wars and it has value to like people as star wars fans more importantly there are some fantastic stories in there yeah canon or not the there are amazing stories in there that are as Star Warsy as Star Wars can be. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can't count the number of times I've said, "Oh, I wish I could see the canon version of this," or "Oh, I wish this person could go into canon just because I want to read more about them." So, you know, it's really about stories. You know, if use canon to help you shape stories, not to get bogged down in minute details that have nothing to do with the the enjoyment of a story Mm -hmm. indeed okay well let's go ahead and wrap up there this episode of tashi station radio has been brought to you in part by you our patreon subscribers uh head over to patreon.com slash tashi station get in at the five dollar level and you can join the patron only slack team where you can interact with us uh and other other contributors to tashi station and uh, hang out with other listeners and readers uh we do source a ton of what we do on this show from our patreon yes we do and so get in on it it really helps us and helps us oh, keep the that lights reminds on here. me oh. I, I had asked if people had thoughts on canon <laughs> oh i'm such a bad host we um, should pull that up and do that. Oh no, there was just there's just one comment, one 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 comment on it. So what yeah. was it? Um, Scott Scott's comment. He said, "I have never been someone who gets too hung up on what is and is not canon outside of the movies and TV shows. Even though it's all equal canon now, I still believe that the day will come where the books and comics are again given second tier or parallel canon status of some sort. I love many of the books and comics and read them all, but I'm also a lot." But I also read a lot of other comics, and I'm used to movies and comics living in alternate realities. Not sure if I have a question. Maybe does canon matter? I still enjoy rereading Legends, and I also enjoy the new stuff. So, kind of what we, we said. I think we answered a lot of that. Yeah, and I do kind of like. I do kind of like feel like. I I agree. Like I feel like it's inevitable that, eventually, there's going to be like. TV shows and mo- movies and TV shows, and then right underneath it comics and books and everything else and like i feel like that's fine because it's the nature like like that's why we don't have books about the sequel trilogy yet because they're the movies are not done being made and they want the movies to tell those stories Mm -hmm. um so you know I, i and went back in bantam era and even in like del rey like i hated when the books would reference the comics <laughs> because i didn't read the comics and i'm just like i don't know what you're talking about you know <laughs> stop referencing the comics i want them to be in their own little universe and i want the books to be over here and never the twain shall meet 
obviously i my opinion has changed Mm -hmm. since then but i still like kind of agree i kind of like when things kind of have their own little spheres of influence you know so like i would love to get another trilogy of books but like not something that becomes like a big sprawling story that you have to read a billion books to get agreed yeah. Okay, let's try this outro again. Uh, Tashi Station Radio brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash Tashi Station. On <laughs> Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore station. That's the official show account. You can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E. On Facebook, we're the Tashi Station Network. We're available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, please do leave a review. That does help us uh, grow the show and get noticed. Uh, you can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll catch you all next time. podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Giraffe Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Oh, 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 oh